Section 6 of Gopal Kundala. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Gopal Kundala by Bonkim Chandra Chatterjee. Translated by H. A. D. Phillips. Part 1, Chapter 4 On the Summit of the Sand Hill. When Nobukumar awoke, it was the depth of night. He thought it was a wonder that he had not already been killed by tigers and began to peer about to see if any tigers were coming. Suddenly he saw a light in front, at a great distance. Lest he might be the victim of a delusion, Nobukumar began to watch the light attentively. Its circumference gradually increased and became brighter. He felt certain that it was the light of a fire, and with this certainty his hopes of life revived. Such a light could only issue from the habitation of man. Nobukumar got up and ran in the direction of the light. At one time he thought, Is this some ghostly light? It may be. Still there can be no safety for the man who desists from mere fear. Thinking this, he went forward fearlessly, keeping the light in view. At every step, trees, creepers and sand hillocks obstructed his path. Still he pressed on, trampling down the creepers and leaping over the sand hillocks. On getting near the light he saw that a fire was burning on the summit of a very lofty sand hill, and in its glare a human form, seated on the top, stood out like a picture against the canvas of the sky. Nobukumar determined to approach the man and pressed forward with firm footsteps. At last he began to ascend the hill. Then he began to be a little afraid. Still, with untrembling footsteps, he continued to ascend the hill. Coming in front of the seated form, his hair stood on end with what he saw. He was uncertain whether to remain or to go back. The form seated on the summit was meditating with closed eyes and did not at first observe Nobukumar. The latter saw that his age was about fifty but could not perceive whether he had on any cotton clothing. A tiger skin covered him from his waist to his knees. A necklace of rudrak seeds was on his throat, and the broad circle of his face was surrounded with matted hair and beard. In front of him a wood fire was burning. It was by the light of this fire that Nobukumar had been able to find his way there. Nobukumar perceived a terrible smell, and on looking at his seat was able to ascertain the cause. The form with matted hair was seated on a headless, putrid corpse. His fear increased when he saw on the ground in front a human skull containing some red liquid substance. The ground on all sides was strewed with bones. There were even small pieces of bone in the seed necklace on the devotee's throat. Nobukumar stood like one stupefied with incantations. He could not make up his mind whether to advance or to flee. He had heard of Kapaliks and knew that this being must be a terrible Kapalik. At the time of Nobukumar's arrival, the Kapalik was absorbed in incantations or job or contemplation. Seeing Nobukumar, he did not even raise his eyebrows. After a long time, he asked, Who are you? Nobukumar replied, A Brahman. The Kapalik said, Stay, and resumed his former occupation. Nobukumar stood and waited. In this way, half a pohor passed away. At last, the Kapalik got up 
and said to Nabokumar in Sanskrit as before, Follow me. It is certain that Nabokumar would never have consented to do so at any other time, but now he was dying of hunger and thirst, and he therefore replied, As my master wishes, but I am suffering terribly from hunger and thirst. Please inform me where I can get something to eat. The Kapalik said, You have been sent by Bhoirabi. Come with me, and you will get food. Nobukumar followed the Kapalik. On the road, neither uttered a word, though they travelled a long distance. At last, they got to a leaf hut. The Kapalik entered first and told Nobukumar to enter. By some means which Nobukumar could not understand, he struck a light with a piece of wood, which enabled Nobukumar to perceive that the hut was entirely made of the leaves of the kia tree. Inside were several tiger skins, a pot of water, some fruits and roots. The Kapalik lighted a fire and said, You may eat all the fruits and roots, make a vessel from the leaves and drink from the pot of water. There is a tiger skin. If you want to sleep, do so. Be at your ease and don't fear the tigers. After you have slept, I will talk with you. Don't leave the hut till you have seen me. With these words, the Kapalik went away. Nobukumar devoured the few fruits and roots that were there, drank the somewhat bitter water, and was thereby much refreshed. Then he lay down on the tiger skin and, thanks to his hard day's work, speedily fell asleep. Chapter Notes the Bengali word is dhyan, which literally means contemplation of the immortal Brahma. The generic word for religious meditation is jog. Kapaliks are supposed to have existed until quite recently. They worshipped Shiva and his terrible consort by means of human sacrifices. The sacrifice of goats, which now goes on at Kalikat, whence the name of Calcutta, is but the more civilized outcome of the old sacrifices. The Tantras represent a phase of Hinduism generally later than that of the Purans. The principal Hindu deities are sometimes supposed to possess a double nature, one quiescent, the other active. The active energizing will, Shakti, of a god is personified as his wife or sometimes as the female half of his essence. The white or mild nature of Shiva includes the Shaktis Uma, Gauri, Lakshmi, Saraswati, etc., the black or fierce nature includes Durga, Kali, Kamuna, Kandi, Bhoirobi, etc. As destruction was more dreaded than creation or preservation, so the wife of the god Shiva, presiding over dissolution and called Kali, Durga, Devi, Parvati, etc., became the most important personage in the whole pantheon to that great majority of worshippers whose religion was actuated by superstitious fears. End of notes. End of section six.